knows nothing can understand nothing. Plunge deeper into the darkness and your heart will grow even stronger. Good tidings, everybody, and welcome to the Ansem Report podcast. Oh, it feels so good to be recording this podcast again. I'm actually so fucking high. Let's go. Anyway, that man you hear yelling is Jason, who's with me always. I'm Mike. And this is episode number 85 of the Ansem Report podcast. And I got to tell you guys, it's pretty hype. It's kind of a big deal. We have a special guest on today's podcast. It is the one and only form change breakdown breakdown in general master Bioroxis. We already interviewed Bioroxis. It'll be a little later in the show. Before we get to that, we got a couple housekeeping notes. We're doing a little, doing a little sweeping. <laughs> doing a little. We're getting all the mice and the birds and shit to help us Some clean fall the fucking cleaning. house, Cinderella style. Wait, is that Cinderella? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Snow White did some shit with birds too, right? Yeah, she, she, she they did like, some they shit. They like held her her little cloak or whatever. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. Um, today, not today. I don't know why I said that. Today, Tuesday, uh, Tara and I dropped a very special project to us. A new podcast called Coached by Tara, where Tara explains to me different pop culture things that I have no idea on. We're starting this podcast by having her explain to me the Twilight book series. It's a lot of fun. It's weird for me to not be the host of something. But it's also fun. And I, I have some five head theories about what's going to happen in the future Twilight. So if you like Twilight, feel free to join us for that. It posts every Tuesday on YouTube and all, all podcast services, even though it's not up on everything yet. Thanks, Apple Podcasts. But it will be eventually. So if that sounds like something you are into, go check it out. Unfortunately, Jason has no involvement. Fortunately, fortunately for him, unfortunately for us. <laughs> Secondly, I want to point out that last week I went through all this work collecting all this data for all these songs for Melody of Memories to give you guys a confirmed list and unconfirmed list. And then Square Enix goes the next day and releases a song list that doesn't even have all the songs I had on it. Doesn't even have anything new, but like those songs were in like trailers where they showed them played. That would be pretty strange if they weren't in the game at this point. So anyway, you're welcome, Square Enix, for stealing my content. A Whittle Wandom. Square Enix. How dare you? How dare you? It's a Whittle Wandom. Bad schedule deal, like it usually happens to us when we record this podcast on a Tuesday. Friday is the beginning of Tokyo Game Show, and there is going to be a Melody Memory panel. We will not be live streaming or anything. It's really early in the morning. We will talk about all that news next week on episode 86, but I just wanted to make you guys aware that we know that it's there. We just couldn't move our schedules around to do any content on it right away. So I hope you will please look forward to that next week. Uh-huh. It's time to walk down. Oh, no. A very dark road. Oh, no. No. You can't make me. Brand new phone game, Mr. Nomura. Download blue stacks and grind on your computer. 
Make some new friends They all have big keys They'll all be dead By the time we reach chapter 3 Dark Road Take me home To the place Where I belong Scarlet Coyote Zeno Mama Take me home Dark Road Oh, I'm making you. We're doing it right now. We're gonna we're we'll go together. We'll go together. Grab my hand, dude. Come on. I did. No, you didn't. Uh, yeah, For I the did. record, I want the record to show that Jason did not grab my hand. I'm holding out to. <laughs> I want the record to show when I said we'll go together. <laughs> he did not grab my hand. And my hand is still there, and he is not grabbing it. All right. You have to say it again, though. We'll go together. Oh my god! It was like the Mega Powers putting their hands together. <laughs> he did like he did like the Macho Man Randy Savage come in with the big scoop, <laughs> like he did the Hulk Hogan. Oh shit! The date has changed on my dark road. You kind of hurt my hand, honestly, oh. the way you came in, dude. It I'm was sorry, dude. No, I, it was it was large and in charge. Anyway, dark road. I collected my ten thousand jewels again because it's a Monday. It was a Monday in September, and here's what we got going on. That's new. There are two new cards you can pull for. Roxas and Nomine. How sweet. Uh, Roxas's main ability is called Event Horizon, and it has a sub ability, attack up two. So sub horizon is a water strong physical attack. I don't know how it's strong physical, but also water. Doesn't make sense. And also he raises attack plus two for 10 seconds. Nomine's uh, move is called Innocent Circle, and she has the sub ability magic up two. Innocent Circle is a light, strong magic attack. Light as in the element, not as in, like, light. Like, not as strong, I guess. And then magic <laughs> is plus two for ten seconds. So that being said, Jason, I got 13,000 jewels. That's two pulls, right? That's four pulls. That's my guy. four pulls. That's four pulls. You always overestimate how many jewels it takes. It's only one pull, guys. I'm sorry. We so can only do one. Well, first let's do my out. free card draw. We can only today. do one. Let's, go, let's see that blue aboo. Blue aboo. Green aboo. Oh my god! It kind of looked like blue to me from like this side angle that yeah. I got. Or as I like to call him, rainbow aboo, because all I get are rainbow points anytime I get mm. an aboo. Now, let's see what the draw odds are on nominating Roxas. It's gonna be like a, a a percent of a percent probability of either getting nominate Roxas, Sephiroth, or Cloud right now. Is zero point zero nine nine eight seven percent. Zero point zero zero. Zero point zero nine. Okay. So almost one. Wait. What? Almost a tenth of a percent. This is ridiculous, dude. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Ventus Aqua and Terra are up to a tenth of a percent or a twelfth of a percent. Well, it it, it makes it. Almost one percent when you're doing ten cards. Right. Actually, most of the good cards are less than a percent chance, and then Bandit is the first card that has more than a percent chance, and it has a four point nine percent chance. And those are all the whack cards have a four point nine percent chance. This is pure eight. So out of forty cards, four pulls. Let's see what Daddy gets. First pull. 
Oh, please, 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 please. I'm watching the whole animation. Oh, boy. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. You only had like three cards change, right? Into points? No, those were the cards that were like stacking. Oh, so you only got three cards. You got three cards. Oh. So I got two green shadows, two green starlight keyblades, a green card guards, Tidus. A whatever, what is this one? Emerald Blues, uh, Neo Shadow, and a blue and green, green Abu, and a blue shadow. So that means I got Dog. seven cards that are converting to shot points on that first one. Hooray. <laughs> Next pull. I can't wait to get to half the amount of points we need for a good card, dude. Next pull. Oh, Christ. Hoggers! Oh Christ! This one's we even got worse. Two. I got two cards. Everything else rainbows. Everything else is rainbows. The two cards I got are the red starlight keyblade, which that's ten now, and the fucking queen of hearts. Which who cares? Oh boy! Oh no! 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 You thought last week was bad. This is. <laughs> oh no! Okay, next poll, please, please. Okay. What does okay mean? There's one hype card. Like hype hype or just kind of hype? A brand new card. <gasps> and it is the boy, Ventus. Poggers! Ventus is a card I did not have. Now he's got the trio. Outside of that, I received two other cards. A blue card guards, which maxes that out. And another queen of hearts. So seven points, seven cards into shop points again. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> One more draw, dude. All right. Oh, no. I, mean, I, I got, thought we had two left. No, I got Ventus, which... But for four draws, that's pretty pitiful it if is. I don't get anything good here. Here we go. Moment of truth, ladies and gentlemen. Please. I'm watching the full animation this time. <laughs> Did you not get a single fucking card? Did you not get a single fucking Holy card? Holy shit. I got two cards. I got Wizard, which does magic boost. Cool. And I got Queen Mini. Oh, no. I got three blue Aboos. <laughs> three. You think, you think I'm lying? Look at this. <laughs> Not to mention a red Ablue. A Baboo. I can't even say his red name right. A Blue. A Blue. A Blue. I got a Blue. I got a blued. Wow, that is awful. That's more shot points for daddy. Can we buy anything good? That's what I'm going to go look and see. How many do you need for Roxas? 9,000 points. Uh, First, I got to go to my album and get all my passives that I got for collecting all these cards. Yay. Okay, I have 336. Which 300 is enough to get... Cloud, Sephiroth, Roxas, or Nominee. Oh, my God. Puggers, 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 so, Puggers. I think I want to go Roxas. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So you want magic up, too? <clears throat> well, no. I just mean between Sephiroth and Cloud. Mm. Nominee was not an option. <laughs> no offense to Nominee fans. Okay, so I got Roxas now. So I got Roxas and Ventus. That's kind of faded. That is. That is. So... Now, except you had to sell your soul for rocks. <laughs> hey, man, what am I going to do with those fucking points anyway? Right? Also, 
I didn't mention this before we started doing our thing. There's a new event. It's called Target Ogre. Get up to 1,500 jewels and a card draw ticket, and you fight ogres, which look like um, infinities. Invincibles? Invincibles, that's what they're called, but they're not. They like look exactly, but they have like a purple tint, and they're called ogres. Maybe in Union Cross, they're called that. Mm. But they, um, really... It's kind of easy. You just have to beat the last one, and you get a thousand gem, a thousand jewels, hmm. which is tough. I had to use one like revive on it, hmm. and then if you defeat five hundred of the of them, you get five hundred more jewels. So that's just running. It's ten in the event. That's just running through the event every time. Hmm. Uh, I don't know that I'm gonna do that. You do get some golden quest keys in there, but those are so easy to get. Hmm. It's really just BP and star charms that you get besides the jewels. So. Don't know if that's worth it, but it's an event. It's so, something to leave your phone on for. It's maybe, <laughs> maybe, perhaps, perhaps. Wow, that was that was rough. Uh, that was I'm. <sighs> Gotta put my phone down a minute. <sighs> I think was... I can smell the darkness in this room. That's like just the aura. And the stench of darkness. It's it is just irradiating around the room. It's around me in particular. <laughs> exactly. I'm about to use dark Viagra on my oh phone. Oh god. I'm about to go to the headquarters and shoot fire dark fireballs out of my hand at, at the <laughs> Union Cross team. Oh my god. This is it. That's what I would say when I did it. Mm. Anyway, that's all we got for Dark Road this week. Thank God. Uh, coming up next is we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to be joined by the amazing, wonderful, sweet cinnamon roll that is Bioroxis. Jason just poggered into the mic. You couldn't hear it. He just did the pog champ. But you can't hear it because if you're in the woods and you pog champ, did it actually happen? I think so. I think it did too. I think anyway, so. So we will be right back. I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. And then when we are done with the interview, we will do the question of the week. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Answer Report podcast. Jason, we have a very, very special guest with us today. Dan, I'm so hyped and not a single person knows who it is. Yeah, we definitely didn't give it away on last week's podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome... <laughs> Bioroxis onto the Answer Before podcast. Hello, Bio. Hello, how's it going? Oh, dude, it's going great. We're so excited to finally have you on. This is something we've been talking yeah, about doing been... for a long time. Yeah, I, I was actually trying to look through my DMs and see, see how long ago we like brought this up. It must have been back when, uh, at least August, right? Probably even before that. It's probably I mean, I'd reached out to you guys for the charity stream. Right, right. You reach out to us for that, but Whoa, even before that, hey, yeah, I popped into your Discord and I was like, I was like, I like podcasts. Maybe one time I can come on and I yeah, you, you, you made a cheeky little joke about it on there, and we were, I, that's it's funny that you did that at that time because we were thinking, man, we should start having guests on and start talking to people and start highlighting some of these really cool Kingdom Hearts creators that we know and. uh I was like, it just took a while for me to formulate how we wanted to do it. But yeah. We're glad we can finally have you on, man. Welcome. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad to come on. So I'm like looking through your Discord now to find what I. Oh, it was so long that. ago. I feel like you said that. That was like the beginning oh of God. quarantine was, or something. Yeah, it was back in March. Yeah. March 8th. 
Yep. Holy oh moly. God. It's been a long time. And you guys are just like, we've talked about having guests in the future. Maybe yep. later. It's like, it's oh no. Literally what I said. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that's awesome. So let's start off for people who don't know you, which I'm going to find hard to believe in our audience, but uh, just maybe give a, give a little uh, cliff notes version of who Bioroxis is. Who <laughs> Okay. Uh, hi, I'm Bioroxis. Usually people call me Bio. I make content on YouTube. Uh, where I slow things down and, and explain them in excruciating detail, which I'm pretty sure like two people watch. So mm, no, uh, dude, you had stream on Twitch. <laughs> I was watching a lot of your stuff last night because I've I've watched a ton of your stuff before, but to like reaccommodate myself before mm-hmm. we we interviewed you, and I I'm some of those videos, the the view counts on those are insane. Yeah, well, and and maybe we can talk about this later. Cause I love talking about like YouTube and analytics, uh, but. The, when I made well, when I first started, I had no idea it would get this big. But now at this point, I I try to make content that like sticks around. So like I I try to stay away from news or discussion type videos because mm-hmm. once the game comes out or once you know that theory is proved right or wrong, that video doesn't matter anymore. Right. Um, and so like the content I do is you know if someone searches for Kingdom Hearts two, and like wants to know like oh how do I use this drive format? How do I use this? combat mechanic then like my video pops up and so like people are always gonna be playing kingdom hearts um yeah. i hope yeah, <laughs> us and so that's the idea. <laughs> as uh the hosts of a kingdom hearts related podcast we also hope so uh <laughs> yeah. i i remember becoming first aware of you it was after we started our podcast but it mm-hmm. was some of your uh form change breakdowns is when we originally yeah, saw really your stuff off. and yeah. and I noticed those videos in particular have a pretty high view count because it was around when Kingdom Hearts 3 was brand new and people wanted to know mm-hmm. about all that stuff because the forms weren't the same as they were in 2. Where oh, yeah. It was like, mm-hmm. hey, this is specifically wisdom form. It was like, okay, so this transformation might have this form and this tra- and mm-hmm. And that they shared some. Right. Yeah, and it's I, really complex, actually. Yeah, like, and I was, I was, I was actually surprised. really impressed with your videos and how they broke that down because I was like, I have no idea that this was even a thing and I've beaten kingdom hearts three a couple times at this point. So, mm-hmm. um, what, what gave you the idea to start doing those, those breakdowns? Yeah. So back in, Oh God, was that three years ago now? Oh God. I was at, uh, an internship job where, you know, uh, it was at some finance department. And so I would, I would go there eight hours a day, but I would only work like four hours. So like they would give me a stack of papers to document in the beginning of the day. And then by lunchtime, I was done. And that was right when like Kingdom Hearts 3 trailers were kicking off and uh, like really building up to the release. And I just remember like sitting down one day, I was like, ah, I don't really know what to do for four hours. Like, I'm really bored. And then I like, you know, just flipped on the Kingdom Hearts Orchestra trailer. And I was like, oh, hey, this looks like uh, this looks like a lot of abilities from like Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. And I remember like slowing it down and, and realizing that Hurricane Blast, which was a King- Kingdom Hearts 1 ability was one of the combo finishers right before the magnet burst. So, and like, <laughs> sorry, I'm being like really uh, specific, but like, it's like that trailer is just burned into my memory because I right. watched it so many times. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, in the first few frames, like opening up um, when it, because back when they were releasing trailers, they'd have like these five second chunks that they'd all like cut together. And so it was super fast paced. Yeah. And uh, I remember like slowing it down and be like, oh my God, like that's, that's Kingdom Hearts 1. Like, and I'm looking on Reddit because I was on, I was huge on Reddit back then. And so I, I checked the the forums and I was trying to find anybody uh, that had talked about it. But really, all it was was, you know, uh, this Kingdom Key like triggers second form and he does a 
magnet burst. And that was like literally all the information I could find. And I was like, that's so odd. Like, this is a huge thing and nobody's talking about it. And so I wrote up this long document because <laughs> I, I actually got my start on Reddit making these long uh, form change breakdowns. Oh, okay. So I'd, I'd write out everything that I saw and then I'd post it. And then right at the end of it, I would be like, oh, also, by the way, like I made a video about it here. I'll link it at the bottom if you don't feel like reading all this. And so uh, I did that for five head. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> huge. Man. Yeah, because because Reddit hates Reddit hates self-promotion, like with a burning oh, definitely, passion. Definitely. <laughs> well, and what's crazy about Reddit is it's probably like a lot of the big YouTubers got their start there doing something and then it transformed YouTube. But like it's imp- you have to have like a organic kind of idea like you're talking about to get there. Like that's like Markiplier's big story is he would just so his shit got posted on Reddit and then suddenly he was everywhere, you know? And so it's like that that's the I, I remember I used to read a lot of um YouTube, like how to get big in YouTube and like, you know, do like what do you have to do as a let's player and all this stuff? And like it, it just seems like an impossible wall to climb to get your stuff noticed on Reddit because either to get people not to trash it and downvote everything or just to like follow the rules of a community enough to get it in there. But it sounds like you, you crack the code on that. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, the, um, that's the loophole. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is some of the YouTubers and people that wanted to YouTube flood Reddit because it's so, if you do something good, like it's going to become really viral on Reddit. Oh yeah. Definitely. Um, or it used to like years ago. I don't know. I, I haven't been on Reddit a lot lately, yeah, but me uh, either. but it used to be like that was the like if you wanted to get traction if you want to get views that's that's where you wanted to pop off on right definitely uh, sorry i the weather's changing and i have a cough i I took a cough drop so hopefully that works no you're good dude i'm wearing my Um, mask i'm safe (laughs) (laughs) you're saying reddit's the place to uh really pop off if you want to get oh yeah but like as a let's player as a youtuber like you can't like if you yourself go and post your links it doesn't work Right. I've seen people try to post like, oh, hey, I'm a fan of this YouTuber and people still <laughs> yeah. will like shit on it because they're like, whatever, mm. this is just an alt account or da-da-da. you know what yeah. I mean? So For it's sure. tough. Well, sometimes it's really obvious because you can go and see people's like post history and like activity <laughs> yeah. and shit. And you're like, oh, yeah, brand new account. Yeah, sure, they're dude. Like, it's like, oh, uh, I really like these YouTubers. And the account name is Super Spike Getty Bros, too. Yeah, <laughs> Super Spike Getty Bros <laughs> exactly. fan. <laughs> yeah. And then the whole like 10 to 1, most Reddits have like a you know, you have to organically interact 10 times before you can uh, yeah. post your own content. But then you like same thing. People would just, you know, comment nice 10 times on someone's comment and then like right. link dump. Uh, but anyway, so uh, nice. So that was our deep yeah. dive into Reddit. Uh, it was uh, <laughs> Biorox's Reddit breakdown. Uh, if, yeah. if, if you want to know more about Reddit. No, I'm just kidding. The um, OP Reddit strat. I, so, yeah, I did those uh, breakdowns for a while on Reddit using the trailers to kind of make one for each one. Uh, so I did a second form one. And then I think I switched over to strike form. It was next. Okay. And this was like, I think so. We didn't even know what the forms were. So we right. didn't know they were called form changes. Like I referred to them as keyblade transformations. Uh, I called actually a, a friend of my Mr. Maddie uh, coined the term uh, power form, speed form and magic form from the ability triangle in Union Cross. Mm. that's where that name actually came from and i i feel kind of bad because like i i was like oh that's that's a great name like i'm gonna stick that on my on my videos and then speed form actually maybe i'm taking too much credit but that was one of the videos that first like popped off a lot because my speed form video was a 
theory when I first put out the breakdown because we hadn't gotten uh, Nano Arms in that whole Big Hero 6 trailer yet. And so as soon as that went up, like I had already put my theory on like, oh, I think this is what speed form will look like. Um, and it, you know, lined up kind of well. And uh, a lot of people saw that one because I did a lot of Photoshopping back then of, you know, taking each render that we got and trying to put a like form on it. So for second form, someone had actually already made the second form variation for the Kingdom Hearts 3 clothes. But then for power form, I took the toy form and then like color changed it to make it look like it was all red and stuff. Oh, uh, okay. And so that that really helped those videos because, you know, no one had renders of the power form or magic right. form stuff. And so I, I spent hours like trying to make it look as close as possible. That seems like a, a, a lot of hard work, but you can tell when you like watch your videos and I'm not trying to... uh kiss your butt or anything but that, <laughs> that you take a lot of time and effort to put into those videos and the amount like i was watching even the, even the ones that were after kh3 was out where you have access to all this stuff just sitting there and finding good camera angles to use ultimate form and then goofy mm. walks in the fucking frame and it, instead <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> instead of you trying to uh do a new shot you just throw a joke in there of goofy saying get the yuck mm. out of my you know like that kind of stuff <laughs> i forgot about that yeah <laughs> I, I i watched your ultimate form one again last oh, night man. that made me laugh pretty hard yeah that's good yeah i threw in some joke i forgot about that but that, like that kind of stuff it takes a lot of hard work to, to to do it and i i don't have the patience for that so i, I commend you for that man they're they're awesome videos and you deserve the success you're getting off them oh thank you yeah of course <laughs> yeah at, at that point and still now like i i don't have a whole lot of time so usually on my videos i'll be like i'm sure i missed something because i only had like th like a day to go through all this <laughs> so like write down in the comments like what i missed yeah with the form changes i was trying to do one each week and uh, that was my i think that was my first full year of my graduate program um wow and that was really tough <laughs> but so uh, that's actually a good segue for something else i wanted to ask you yeah, yeah go for you, it. You, you've got a lot going on you you do well, yeah. usually like three videos a week mm -hmm. on your YouTube channel, at least. You're streaming two or three times a week, right? Mm -hmm. You have a very young child at home, a, a, a very young well, child. You're, you're, you're married. You have your full-time job that you do. <laughs> How do you have time to do all this shit, man? Just, just looking at your YouTube, <laughs> just your YouTube content alone exhausts me because mm. it's like he does... <laughs> And it's consistent. It's like three times a week you're putting a video up that like takes a ton mm. of work and then you're streaming and, and then you add in stuff like the charity for charity and all this stuff. It's like, how do you have time to do all this shit, man? I, uh, I'm a planner. So the charity for charity, actually, I started planning back in December of 2019. Okay. So, and I think we did about the first week of August. So that was a solid like six months of slowly kind of getting everything in place. Okay. Uh, and then like, Especially this year, I, I really took a backseat um, because I, I was just so busy. And so, like, Kim Chu, Mr. Maddie, Water Cage, like, they really, really stepped up and, and made that event, like, amazing. Yeah, a lot of great people were in that event, for sure. And I, I noticed yeah, that right no, from the get-go. Awesome. So many people were, were super helpful in that. But mm -hmm. you, you're, like, the motivating force, though. You're, you're the person behind it at that point, still. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah even most, if you took I more of like a backseat, kind of like, but I, yeah, I was kind of like the influencer liaison of like kind of marketing it and, and reaching out to different content creators and then talking to news news sites to get them to cover it. 
yeah so i'm a planner like i'll do uh so generally uh and this semester is kind of different because i have an internship now um so that's taking up a little bit more time but usually i would do uh wednesday gather footage um so when i get home from work i pop on and, and do all the attacks and animations and try to get everything in place uh, if I get that done early, then I'll work on scripts. But Thursday is usually my script days. Um, Friday is when I record and like you know cut up all the audio for the video, and then Saturday is when I kind of wake up early and cut everything together. Um, so that's usually how it goes. And then my weekly content, so like my breakdowns, you know, take up like four days. Everything else, I kind of try to not put too much effort into, which sounds <laughs> lazy, but I I want to have. Uh, you know, content that's relatively decent that's coming out on a regular basis to keep me in the algorithm. So the, the main idea is, you know, put one or two videos out each week to keep me in the algorithm so that when I put out my big breakdown or put out my video, it's going to get views and get noticed. Um, and right now it's worked out where, you know, streaming's been taking off. And so I, I've just been cutting together uh, stream highlights right 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 loads easier but even doing that man is work like the street the yeah. stream highlights i <laughs> i i've been that's something i've wanted to do but i've never even tried because i know i'm just gonna sit there watching our like five hour stream or whatever and go holy cow man i we're boring you know like, <laughs> <laughs> so like i i'm just impressed i mean you say you're a planner and i guess that's the difference between you and i is i'm not a planner and uh Maybe that's the, maybe I need to start being a planner in order to get my content done better. But what uh, so what what's the plan that you guys usually follow? Is just like when you have free time, you sit down and make content, or yeah. So we've you know we know we do the pod we record the podcast every Tuesday. That's uh, that's you know the okay. one plan we have. Um, and sometimes not even on Tuesday. Sometimes we go, nah, I don't feel like it's today. Let's do it Wednesday or Wednesday. Or something night. pops up or something. Right, yeah. yeah. Right now we've been mostly focusing on streaming outside of the podcast. We've we've been streaming three days a week because I've had more time not working my job as much, you know, with everything going on. Yeah. But sometimes like our YouTube four. content, because of streaming, our YouTube content is just completely uh, leveled off. And we <laughs> all we're really putting on YouTube right now is the podcast and our our uh stream vods and so gotcha it's we i guess we just don't have enough time to do everything we want to do you know because we were mm. we before we were streaming as much we were just doing let's plays and we'd record like a two weeks worth of let's plays in like two days or yeah. something yeah we record for a long time right. so that's mm. why streaming like for us was pretty easy because we yeah. kind of already were doing it but like streaming was honestly even like easier i feel like because mm -hmm. You're, it's not just the two of us and the game. Like, there's a lot of people in the chat to like talk to, right. and, and a lot of yeah. stuff happens really organically because of that. It was perfect that we were doing it that way because then going into streaming and streaming for an obscene amount of time, or like when we did our charity stream or whatever, like it wasn't that much different from what no. we were like already doing. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. I think that's why I enjoy streaming more for sure. Like, there's yeah. certain things where it's like, I think okay if we're doing a video where like if we were to make a video generally the like question we a we ask ourselves is like wouldn't this like would this be better if we were to just like stream it mm. the answer is usually yes y yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> like why yeah. would we not stream this yeah, it, yeah. what is the reason we wouldn't want to stream this game right in particular 
and and to answer your question so normally i'd like have this big stream schedule and then we get to the day and i go ah you know i don't really feel like playing fall guys let's play this and so like <laughs> it's not even helpful when i plan because mm -hmm. we just decide to do something different so that's how why it's so crazy to me that you can do all this stuff because you you make a plan and you stick to it and you go through with it you know mm -hmm. yeah. yeah well and part of it is because i didn't grow up like super rich or anything um so i've worked through pretty much since i was 15 i've worked like 40 50 hour weeks um and so that put me through college and then i met my wife and you know we got married uh and when i really started like being serious about youtube uh i was i'm still in this awful job that like doesn't pay me anything <laughs> so really like i have to kind of i have to be like scheduled and um kind of not detailed i have to like you know have this much content and i have to be this serious about it because this is like a a, a form of income that pays my bills <laughs> right. so like it's not like i can you know take a week off and, and be fine like i have to be serious about it which like kind of sometimes it can be really draining just because but yeah i have a list of ideas like i'd love to get to but um they don't really fit into the scope of the channel and my brand and so like eventually like one day when i have time i'd love to make content on it but like right now i have to like stick to a set formula because right. that's what you know, gets to use and what will end up getting me money. And I, I'm assuming that, you know, you, your wife's very supportive of you, obviously you spend all this time doing all this oh stuff, my God, but you geez. don't want to like put something off and let your YouTube fan base or your Twitch fan base down, but you also want to let your wife and kid down. So like, there's more, yeah. you have it's, a little more awesome. stakes to it than Jason and I yeah. do, I guess is the way of putting it <laughs> where, uh, if we know. decide we want to play Hyrule warriors and like, because of that, <laughs> there's only like three people hanging out or whatever like it doesn't it's not the same it, yeah yeah it yeah. does <laughs> well, it sounds like you guys have jobs that you know give you that security so there's, there's not that urgency or yeah like, this is we, like a hobby like this is something that you'd like to see you know bring eventually in yeah eventually we'd like to see it there. be more than a hobby so that way we don't have to work our jobs but like that's we, yeah. what we do if we're not having fun with something we don't do it you know what i mean and that's yeah. kind of how we've always approached it and i always look at jason mm. and go are we having fun and if the answer is yes then we keep going you know and that's a great like that's a great mindset to have even like even now because i i'm a firm believer that that like viewers know when you're into something and when you're not into something right. definitely definitely um, like there was a there was i'm trying to think there was a time on youtube where uh i think i had gotten through all the form changes and the the drive forms and Oh, what else? Those there was like dream drop distance command styles and the birth by sleep. Like I, I chugged through all of that and then kind of just jumped into the next thing of like, oh god, what was that? Like boss battles or something. Um and the the views like dropped off because people knew that I was I don't know. I think people knew that I was just kind of like trying to do anything to like keep making videos and right. keep making content. Yeah. And then uh so I was just gonna do like, you know all the boss battles of Kingdom Hearts 3 and then there was and then I stopped and I was like you know what though like I'm not I'm not interested in this like I'm not having fun I'm not enjoying this and so I just like jumped straight to the Keyblade graveyard because that was that's what I was interested in and that's you know those kind of popped off too and uh yeah so I'm like a huge proponent of like do what you enjoy and people will will feel that and see that right definitely I, I think we both agree 100 percent on that Let's uh let's switch gears a little bit because I want to talk about Kingdom Hearts specifically with you. And honestly, I think our interview with Water a couple weeks ago informed some of this. But 
where did you um first where, where what's your first memory of kingdom hearts how did you get into the series um yeah so uh, hopefully it lines up because we're, we're brothers yeah <laughs> so i'd hope it'd be a similar story but uh... well, he, he blamed you he said he said you know for for one for his youtube creation that you're a big inspiration to him and he also said that uh mm-hmm. he used to watch you play kingdom hearts and he wouldn't be allowed to play that's what he said <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so uh kingdom hearts one we grew up with uh and that one i feel like we only ever got to like deep jungle like whenever I play that, I like, place hate to the stop. first. I hate that world, dude. I love I hate Deep that Jungle. world so much. <laughs> and uh, so I'd always get up to that point and then stop. So whenever I play Kingdom Hearts one, like whenever I stream it, I'm always like really bored the first half, and then we like get past that point. I'm like, oh my god, like I don't know these things anymore. <laughs> like right, it's a little familiar. bit of a newer experience, yeah. So in my parents uh, were like religious, and so they saw the box art of kingdom hearts 2 and then they saw the esrb rating uh and it said like blood or alcohol or something and they're like um you can't play that one (laughs) (laughs) because it was just like pirates and so and we'd watched we'd watched all the pirates movies like growing up (laughs) so like we saw them drinking alcohol in live action and whatever anyways um so (laughs) i didn't get to play that for a while and then i think our like one of our birthdays we'd always have like uh gaming parties for our birthday and so we'd have friends over and we'd stay up all night and play uh video games mm. yeah I, I, I did the same parents, thing definitely yeah they were they were fun and my parents were like okay like we think you're old enough you can you can play kingdom hearts 2 now and i remember just like ditching all of my friends going into this <laughs> corner of the room turning it <laughs> on and like leveling up valor form for the first time and then just like spend all night leveling all the dry forms up because oh, my, yeah. my older brother played kingdom hearts 2 and so he had a save file and so I just picked it up from there and just played it like all night. I think I think it was all night. <laughs> it's funny so. how many people I've talked to about this subject. Like, hey, how did you discover it? And mm. this is my answer too: is I hey, I had a bunch of friends over and we just all played Kingdom Hearts all night. Like that's <laughs> that's a very common like origin story for Kingdom Hearts, which is just so mm. funny because like I don't think a lot of games would have that. Yeah, well, it is like that RPG kind of like long long story so you're, you're in there for the long haul and sitting sitting up all night you recently uh on top of the all the million things you do you recently started a Yu-Gi-Oh podcast <laughs> yeah called the millennium microphone the millennium microphone it's so good i don't know a lot about Yu-Gi-Oh. to be honest with you i'm not a i i think i'm old enough where i missed that i me too uh oh really so you you're not aware no i know nothing about Yu-Gi-Oh. <sighs> i literally my my friend should be a gata put out a tweet like a month ago a month and a half and was like hey would anyone be interested in doing a Yu-Gi-Oh podcast and i like replied and i was like i've never watched a single episode of my life the only thing i know about this kid is he has a egyptian pyramid on his chest i'm in and they added me to the group call and, and so you're just like hey i'm in and <laughs> and so you're kind of the fresh eyes version yeah. of part of the podcast that's awesome i see i mm-hmm. i hadn't listened because i was like i don't really know shit about Yu-Gi-Oh. i you know but now knowing that, that you are kind mm. of like the, the fr- maybe I will give it a listen because I'll go, okay, me and Bio are in the same boat going into this. Yeah, I think we do a good job of like, we, uh, Shabir will uh, give a brief synopsis of all the episodes that we watch, then we'll discuss it in, in length. Nice. <clears throat> and we do it like bi-monthly, bi-weekly. No, I always get this wrong. We do it every other week. Yeah, bi-weekly, so then right? Then viewers can watch yeah. all the episodes and then... Sean... Shout out to Sean underscore AFK, one of our mods. 
he he oh, he yeah. listened to it and he said he loved it. He said it was really funny. That, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh that you guys yeah, did I'm, great. I'm really surprised at the uh the response we've gotten. Um yeah, I wasn't I really wasn't expecting that. Cause like I've I've always been tied to Kingdom Hearts and like I'll I'll make some content. Like I just finished up a near automata breakdown <laughs> right before we started recording. But uh yeah, so it was nice to like kind of sp- not spread my wings, but like, you know, try other content and right. be uh, supported through that and the same with twitch uh i've been like blown away that people just you know want to watch and hang out with me that when i'm not playing Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> right yeah it's really it's really weird <laughs> that's something we were a little worried about too mm-hmm. we started streaming because we would stream kingdom hearts stuff but and final mm-hmm. fantasy stuff which is kind of in our wheelhouse and our, our fan base's wheelhouse but when we started playing other things like I think the first thing we played different, we played like Batman Arkham Asylum randomly. Mm-hmm. And we like did a poll in our Discord and everything of, hey, th- what do you guys want us to play? And we put some games in Arkham mm-hmm. Asylum 1. And then we had like half the viewership of it. And I was like, oh no, can we only play Kingdom Hearts or Final Fantasy mm-hmm. for the rest of our lives? But since then, it's gotten better. I think just people people were just like, okay, Batman, whatever. But uh, that's something that worried us but now knowing that we can play kind of almost whatever we want and people are going to be there for it is awesome and it sounds like you're having the same experience and twitch is such a twitch is really odd there's like you have to be so consistent yeah um and be that like because i only have time to stream like two hours every time i go which mm-hmm. makes it hard to collaborate uh with other streamers but like i stay with that schedule for uh six months I don't know how long I've been on Twitch, but like it, it takes a lot. Like I had like two viewers out for like at least the first like two or three months. And then, yeah, it's a grind. Yeah. But once the thing about Twitch though, is, is you build up those loyal followers and when you're consistent, they know when to come out. Right. Oh yeah. And so as you, as you go on, it starts to build up and then there's just this point where it snowballs and it just, it's explodes. And YouTube is kind of similar the same way of like being consistent, building up a viewer base and then, oh yeah. It, it it what's the word like uh expands expounds whatever anyways it's like, like exponential kind of yeah exponential there we go i really like so when you put content out on youtube it kind of feels like it's going out into the void it's a message in a fucking bottle on like whether or not like there's certain analytics but like you don't know if that bottle is going to reach the people who are going to enjoy it right on twitch like if we're playing like a cage two rando or something, right? Mm-hmm. We we put that our game is Kingdom Hearts two. Anyone who goes and clicks Kingdom Hearts two, then it shows the list of people that are streaming, and there's like a sea of people that you know have they're starting to build their fan base, and so they have like two or three, four or five viewers. Mm-hmm. But then once you like start like spiking into like the teens and like the twenties and stuff that's how like you end up being like on that top row of creators and you can clearly see what you need to do, like where you need to be in order to get to that point where you can start to just, you're more likely to get those random clicks on your stream, randomly get Mm -hmm. those new people into your stream. Um, And I think that that's way cooler. And like, at least for me to know like what we should shoot for. Cause it's like with YouTube, your qual your your content can like be really high quality, but you don't know like where you need to get to in order to start to see those those like bigger numbers, yeah. right? Yeah. So with Twitch, the the success is more uh, instant, instantaneous. Yes. Um, yeah. So you know, 
I'm going to stream for two hours. Like I can measure how well I did, like who came by, who interacted, who, who enjoyed it and who left. Cause you can see, you know, you have a live view counter on yeah. your dashboard. And so you can see, Oh, like when I was playing this game or when this happened, like people weren't interested, they left. Um, a great example. Like we streamed among us with kingdom hearts lines. And so like we had a hundred people out there. The second I changed it, cause we, we like hit a, a wall <laughs> and like couldn't couldn't keep doing it and so we just switched mm. to regular among us like 50 percent 50 percent of my viewership left and so wow. like i knew like oh like people were interested in this and and we changed and so like in the future when i make an idea like i'm gonna you know stick to that idea at least for this as long as the stream and then end that and then you know start another thing right how did that go by the way i didn't get to catch that oh it was great i just cut together highlights i uh, hopefully put it up next week okay cool. Um, yeah, I'll check oh, it out. tomorrow actually <laughs> oh yeah youtube is much more gradual um so you can put a video out and it'll get like 100 views in the first hour or something or like 10 views but later on like <clears throat> this is why i always try to make content that's you know gonna be like interesting or uh valid it's gonna be relevant down the road like, yeah, have worth yeah. yeah so yeah like the randomizers like i put the first one up and it got like a thousand views and i was like okay that was fun and then like the boss randomizer came out and i put that one up and i was like eh, like it's, it'll do all right and then everyone started searching boss randomizers for the next few weeks and so like i was one of the only few people that actually had cut together some kind of boss randomizer right and so like that's skyrocketed up and now anytime people look up randomizer like that's gonna be one of the first results right yeah yeah and that that does make sense that you you don't get that the instant feedback on youtube um because it is something that lasts like that's Mm -hmm. just gonna stay there whereas like with twitch obviously you would need to have that instant feedback because Mm -hmm. once you're done streaming like yeah the vods and stuff are there but who do you know that like goes and just watches like the vods? <laughs> yeah. The amount of people who do that is way less than the yeah. people who are actually watching the live stream. Even on pop, like really popular streams, exactly, people yeah. don't really watch vods well, like that. And YouTube has this idea that it, it, it translates to Twitch too, where you know I'm gonna put this video up and it's gonna get a million views. And if it doesn't get it in like the first few days, like then I, I'm just a failure. Like it's it didn't do well. The same on on Twitch. I feel like people. People think like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start streaming, and then next week probably I'll, I'll have at least like 15 viewers. And it's like, no, it it takes time and right. it takes a while. And on YouTube's end, it it's residual views. Um, yeah, you can have a video that pops off, or you can have a really popular series. But if I don't know, I've always found that like residual views are better because when I first released my like my uh, form change breakdowns and my dry form breakdowns, I think they got like 10,000 views, which was fantastic. I was over the moon. And now I look back and some of them have 100,000 views or 70,000 views. And that's just like gradual. Those things have been out for a year and a half, I think now. Right. Um, And they still like, they get views every once in a while. It's what what I saw recently. It's kind of like this, like uh, Among Us, right? That's like Mm -hmm. the biggest, hottest thing right now. That game released like two years ago. (laughs) Mm Hmm. And it didn't have a lot of players and, and then suddenly it caught on finally. And now it's like the biggest thing in the world. And so that happens on YouTube all the time, you know, where mm-hmm. you, you have a video and maybe it didn't do very well. And then for whatever reason, that specific topic or, or 
whatever it might be gets hot and then that video is in everybody suggested suddenly and oh my god yeah so freaking i did the stupid form change ranking video right mm -hmm. where i just you know i was like i like this one because it it looks cool and it does this move like it was like not serious like i was just trying to come up with something to you know fill one of my my slots during the week okay right? yeah yeah and uh it did all right when i first released it and then like when the remind dlc came out it blew up i don't know why but yeah sometimes it did, it's so random all of my comments were just filled with uh you missed double form you missed uh light and dark form and i was like look at the date this was put out six months before yeah. the dlc yeah <laughs> uh, no one can be bothered not a single person <laughs> will look at the date yeah yeah but, so <laughs> that's how yeah youtube really is odd but my another sorry i i'm talking so much i know dude yeah. we that's are the having, point that's the point of this. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, the less us the better yeah, yeah. <laughs> people don't like us they like you so. <laughs> i've always found that like um you know you put out consistent like interesting content so that when a video does pop off they have a whole backlog of stuff to get through right um and so the idea is like, yeah, like be consistent, build the viewership. And also like, you know, when, when that video pops off, like have those playlists ready. Like I, I will not shut up about playlists because that was one of the most helpful things for uh, my form change series and my meme series. Cause I had like a welcome to, thing yeah, I, I was going to bring up the welcome videos. to videos. Cause <laughs> those, those things are like 30 seconds long to a minute long. And they, there's one you did. Like, I don't know if you've seen it, Jason, but basically it was, I think it was welcome to easy codes or welcome to, Oh yeah. I don't think it's called easy codes. You call the, whatever the other name for that is uh, easy mode. I think I called it because fast pass. The... Did they call it fast pass? Originally? Oh, welcome to fast pass. Welcome mode. to yeah. fast pass. Yeah. And it's to the, uh, the Kirby song that dan 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 and every, every dent he's one hitting a boss in the game. Mm, and he yeah. did every, you do every boss in the single <laughs> damn single game one. it's a 30 second video and <laughs> i was just took, like dude that seems like yeah. so you had to go through and play the game and record yep. all of that yep. and i was just like holy cow bio that's <laughs> but and it's I a funny like video hours i had six hours of footage because i was so scared i was gonna get to a boss and like i would accidentally hit something and miss like the the shot of mm -hmm. killing it and oh so i just God. left it on i had like a six eight hour <laughs> like video holy so cow bad. and some you can actually see it i think uh some of the footage got like uh messed up because it was such a long file mm. and so some of it like <laughs> some of it like glitched out I, i'm pretty sure it's on there mm. um, yeah i don't remember seeing it but it's it's probably because it was such a short video and the editing so fluid mm -hmm. you don't even notice that it's like a little jacked yeah. up you know but yeah i wanted to bring that up because i was like that is an insane amount of work for a 30 <laughs> second video dude did but you see the, uh, the welcome meme. to critical code yeah i saw that one too yep okay yeah, that one. So that was actually the like I that was the perfect storm and that's what actually launched my channel, I think. Not I think I know. Um cuz Critical Mode came out right when I released uh my ultimate form breakdown. So it, I think it released like Wednesday or Thursday and then Saturday was my breakdown. And uh I made that welcome to Critical Mode just like on a pure whim cuz I was like, you know what? Like this will be funny if like someone dying randomly to this Kirby theme. I don't even remember what made me think of that song. Um, Cause so it's I had like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I made that video and that popped off like, Oh my God, it popped off. And uh, I didn't have ads on it for a while because I felt really bad for a 30 second video. Mm -hmm. So I think once it passed like 
50,000 views or 100,000. I was like, yeah, I'm going to put ads on that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dang it. Who won it? <laughs> like, I, I didn't think anyone like would would care about it or like it. And then like everyone ripped it off and put it on Instagram and Reddit and everything. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's the problem with that. Some of that meme content when you make like a really good oh, meme video yeah. is people will put it on everywhere and give you zero credit for it. And yeah, you'll get um, someone will message you on Instagram, the video and you'll go, wait a minute, this is my video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not i'm i recently made an instagram account because somebody uh i won't <laughs> i won't say their name someone was like taking all my memes that i would post on twitter and then like just straight up like copy and paste like what i said and um like they would just like, like snip and clip it, it would, or something and then just they, post would, it? they wouldn't screen cap it they would actually like they would take the photos that i put up take my caption and then pretend like they were putting it up on instagram oh, like it was completely original you know what i remember this I remember you calling them out on Twitter. I remember seeing this. Yeah, I no. called them out. They uh, they never never took anything down. Never never apologized. That's so so I was like, do they continue to do it yeah. still? No, I mean I blocked them. So oh, so they might still be doing it. Maybe I don't know. Hmm. I I don't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like too worried about it at this yeah. point. I was just like, I'm gonna make an Instagram and post all my stuff. That's that's one of the things. I forgot I about that. I remember too, seeing that and being like, what a dick. Yeah, I was not happy. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even a big deal. I just, I don't know why it bothered me so much. I just, I don't know. I, I've had me. content like stolen. I don't know what kind of drama you guys know about, but I've, I've had content stolen and I've been like used for content. And so I, I always, I hate when I see someone like take someone else's content or like pretend that the content is theirs. Right. And not give credit. It's like someone put in hours and hours of working to this and then you're going to come behind them spend five minutes like stealing all their ideas and then profit up uh, it makes me so mad yeah, yeah. I, I hate that shit too and that's that's really prevalent on like instagram and and those platforms like that it's yeah it's prevalent everywhere like yeah. um youtube like people will see a trend or see someone doing an idea like there's this new guy coming up novion um he makes great videos uh and i've been seeing doesn't matter um just people like copying his his format and his idea and it's it's just like it's frustrating for like smaller creators right to like you know put so much work into it and see someone else take their right take we their we we always whenever we notice something like that we always speak it out like because we we i hate when that happens i mean i don't think it's ever happened to us necessarily but like I, even like when it's like IGN or something like that and they don't properly credit an artist or a, or a, a video maker or whatever. It's like, this is such bullshit. Like you guys have, the, you have the budget and the time to do this yourself and you're just going to take it from somebody else. It's ridiculous, man. I always look at it as like you as a, like whenever I see people do it, it's usually like people that do content creation as like a career or like a, a, a job mm -hmm. and so like this is your only job you hardly post and when you do post it's usually stealing someone else's content like yeah that's very frustrating like you you you're not doing anything just spend some more time like coming up with your own ideas instead of like stealing this other person's work that like they have another job they they don't make money off of this and uh, i don't know yeah I, for no, sure i man. i definitely it, get honestly, actually we should probably cut this no uh, i don't 
I like I don't want to stir up any drama or like dude you're not you're not stirring yeah. up drama this is just real. It's just like, super vague too and we it's not yeah we didn't reference anybody but yeah I hate when people do that that so if you're a person that does that and you're listening to this for some reason stop well, but that's also just in in other things too like it's very frustrating it's everywhere like yeah uh, Watergate used to be in the uh, zombies community I don't know how much, I don't know if he talked about that in his podcast we, he he mentioned uh, it we didn't go super deep into it but he was like like he spearheads a lot of the the ciphers he had a, he and a team of people were like spearheading all the the ciphers in that game and they're like they're incredibly hard ciphers. oh yeah like, they are take like days and days to to work out and they would spend all of this time like figuring out what it says and like connecting it to what the because there's a huge storyline in zombies yeah and then all of these youtubers would just be like oh hey i'm gonna take that make a video off it and get a hundred thousand views thanks yeah and like no work on their part they literally just read off the script that like water and everyone else had like spent time deciphering with some like dog shit gameplay in the back (laughs) yeah and i i'm sure that's where it comes from is like seeing him you know be so passionate about zombies and be so passionate about that community and then just see like him just get like just taken advantage of and right like it sucks yeah Yeah. i mean that's honestly like really refreshing to like hear you saying that because it's like to me just in a lot of things when there's people that like there, there's a lot of people that I know that are very talented at certain things and very passionate, but because of their circumstance, that that's not the only thing that they do. They have other stuff that they have to do in order to make a living. But they, but then there's somebody else who literally is fortunate enough to make a living off of this exact same thing, but it's as if they don't even care about it as much as these other people who would give anything to do what these other people are doing, whether it's like, in in media like doing like like journalism or something or uh like making making content original content like putting a lot of effort into something that's like their hobby and then somebody else comes along and either their original stuff is and and i not to even say that like that they're a, a bad creator but it's like if you have like a platform where you're able to do this where you're like able to profit off of just kind of like doing a watered down like kind of like dog shit version of what somebody else did Mm. like that type of stuff is so like infuriating to me like shouldn't you care more because they take advantage of like they take it for granted that they you know have this platform and have this like dream job right um but like they've they've been rewarded with not putting an effort and getting money back that, right. you know, what's the point? Like, yeah. Why work harder and, you know, make the same amount of money when I can just, you know, half-ass something and, you know, get the same amount back. Yeah. One thing I always told myself is if I ever did get a platform and I don't have a huge platform, um, but just like interacting with other people in the community and, and pushing other people up because that's that's one thing I see a lot of the times with with bigger creators. You have these people that have large followings but are so scared of losing that following that they don't interact with other content creators. Right. Definitely they won't they won't shout them out. They won't like even acknowledge their existence. That's why I've always told myself like if I ever get like a platform like I would, I want to, you know, shout out other people. I want to work with other people like this is a community and and you don't the community could be so much better if people just work together. Right. Agreed. And that's why, you know, we're doing this. And obviously you have a bigger platform than we do. So it, it seems more beneficial to us, but we're, you know, bringing water on, bringing on different creators in the community to spotlight them. Cause 
you know mm. so the, the people awesome. that follow you might not follow us and vice versa and so it, it makes sense to me to just continue to have really cool people that make content in this community on and to talk to them and get to know them because like this none of what we're talking about here is probably anything that you would just make a video and talk about on right like it's like oh hey uh, this is this is my this is my breakdown on on how to make youtube content like you you might do that eventually i don't know but like it, it i think it's cool for people to see kind of another side of you besides just the guy that's doing the breakdown content or doing the the streaming you know what i mean not less than 10 minutes because i i can't for the life of me make long content i don't know what it is and like in in my work like with the uh, with counseling and 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 job interviews or like making youtube videos i don't know what it is but like i just don't talk enough i don't i don't like i try to make things long and they just end up like super short so i'm just like uh, that's a gift though dude because i i'll just the reason i can't make anything any videos like you make or like any of the really cool content creators make where they just seem to make a video out of just like the the smallest detail of kingdom hearts and make it like a really important cool video is i just ramble way too much I'll just go on and on and on and on and on. And then I don't know how to edit around that or edit like cool visuals into uh, that. And so it's just me talk. It's which is why we do a podcast because I can just ramble for an hour point. And, <laughs> and people go, wow, this is content. And I go, eh, maybe. Yeah. Well, and I'd like to think that with getting other people on and everything, like, I don't know if you, if you listen to other podcasts or anything, like there's been people that I've found from like listening to other podcasts that I would have had no idea who they are. And I really enjoy their content now because of it. I uh, yeah, I met, I mean, I met Shibuyagato and Calamity Carl and like the co-hosts of Shora uh, for the podcast. Like listening to Big Think Dimension. Yep. Um, like, yeah, no, I love podcasts. And like, I, I don't know, I have this dream for the Kingdom Hearts community because I, I try to like you know talk to a lot of different content creators and and artists and and. I don't know, just connect with as many people like modders because so many of these people do amazing things, but content creation, social media, I don't know what it is, but something just like isolates these different, this, these different groups. And mm-hmm. so I, don't know, I just think it'd be so cool to have content creators that work together and, you know, push each other up and artists that push each other up and, and modders that all work together. I mean, they're doing like a open cage thing where they're, they're trying to, I think funnel all the mods together so that you can just have one area where you can put on a bunch of different mods. Right. Um, That's awesome. I don't know. I just, I, I want to see everyone work together because like everyone, I don't know, everyone's so cool and, and the community could be so much better if we all like work together and it, it's hard when there's money and business involved. Right. Um, not, I'm not like naive to that, but I don't know. That's just, that's my dream. <laughs> just pretty And to your point with that, with like the, the money stuff, it's like a lot of people tend to get really protective. Like, like you said before, but you know, there's that, there's that saying, uh, um, uh, I can't think of the idiom now, but basically if we all team together and do better, it all, it will benefit everybody. You know what I mean? Like it, it's yeah. a, a lot of people see someone have success and go, oh, I wish that was me where it's like, that's awesome for them how can I help them do more? You know what I mean? Like that's, that's how I see things. And I know that's how Jason sees things and it sounds like that's how you see things. So I think that's why we get along so well from, from the get go with you asking us to do the charity stream and all that. It's like, we, we we're very like-minded people and same with water too. That's why we, that's why we love him so much. Cause it's just like, yeah. we're all just about spreading the kingdom hearts love, you know, before, before we go, we, we got to put you on the hot seat bio. Cause water will kill me if I put him on the hot seat and not you. 
So we have our Xehanort sponsored <laughs> real organization 13 questions. They're kind of random, quick fire, Kingdom Hearts Absolutely questions. bonkers, rapid okay. fire. Hold on to your seats. So are you, are you ready, Bio? Buckle in. Yep. Question number one, Bio. What's your favorite Kingdom Hearts game? Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, what? Okay. okay. People don't oh, say that. Very, very closely behind Kingdom Hearts 2. I love Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah. It sounds, I feel so bad because like on Twitter, I feel like I come off so blunt and like against Kingdom Hearts 2, but Kingdom Hearts 2 is awesome. Like it's, it's, it's a great game. There's a reason people like it. The, <laughs> right. problem, the problem is there's people that won't accept any other opinion other than Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix is the greatest thing that's ever been yeah. made. So <laughs> on Twitter, it's just so black and white. Yeah. You can't really have a good conversation. So you're either for something or against something. Exactly. How it, how it ends up all right next question favorite non-kingdom hearts game uh ooh, um let's see let me think let me think uh mirror's edge is a really good one i love that game uh the evil within ooh, and okay. bloodborne oh yeah bloodborne right at the top okay nice, all right nice nice all all three games i've never played but i, I think mirror's edge mirror's I, edge is dope i actually you know what? i have played mirror's edge Near Automata is really good. Resident Evil 7. Like, I like, yeah, I just, I don't have time to play games anymore. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, you're too busy. He, just, yeah. he gets his daily <laughs> dose of, or like weekly, he gets a, a couple little like smack rolls of some uh, Final Fantasy 14 or something. Oh I'm like, so sad. Every weekend, I'm like, every week, I'm like, I want to play Final Fantasy 14 off stream. Like, I, I love this game. I want to play more of it. It's one of those grinds. Next, it just it, feels good. Yeah, and then and then Monday comes around. I'm like, oh, I guess I didn't play it this week. I get to stream it a little bit. It's <laughs> awesome. Uh, favorite Kingdom Hearts character? I think I know the answer to this, but yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. could have seen that one coming. <laughs> I actually like Ventus. Oh no, I know they look the same, but I don't like I don't like Ventus. Yeah, we we don't like Ventus. I, I thought either. you said you like Ventus, and I was like, uh... no, we don't like Ventus either. We think he sucks. Roxas is way really better. I, I'm Overrated. Really story from Union Cross. Like I, I, I'm interested in him as a character, but yeah, I'm not like. I we like him in BBS, but like any other Ventus sucks. That's <laughs> that's that's our opinion. Okay. People people in our community are not happy with us about it. <laughs> not yeah. Uh, who's best waifu in Kingdom Hearts? Uh, my wife. No, no, in Kingdom Hearts. In Kingdom Hearts, actually, dude. Yeah, I don't actually get the concepts of waifus. Just <laughs> who's best girl? Let's let's say it that way. <laughs> Uh, I mean, if I had to choose a girl, probably Shion. Okay, that's a good yeah, answer. Yeah. That's a good answer. But yeah, I don't really get the... Uh, We're editing it to where he says, what's the best waifu? And he said, probably Shion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to edit the part where you said you love your yeah, wife out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, favorite Disney movie? Ooh. Uh, oh, can I, like, Google Disney movies? <laughs> How come what you and Water both had to do this? He didn't. <laughs> he didn't say Google, but he was like, "I don't think I've ever seen a Disney movie." Like he said some uh, crazy shit like that, and I was like, "What?" There's uh, a lot of Disney movies. Um, it's kind of one of those things where there's so many that, like, for me, I wouldn't want to forget one. I don't want to list off like just like the first one that pops in my head. Uh, Treasure Planet's pretty cool. Okay. Oh, Atlantis is also really cool. The two that aren't featured in the, Kingdom Hearts. The two deep cuts. Yeah. Favorite Keyblade. Uh pro oh uh Star Seeker or Shooting Star. Okay. Ooh. I like that answer. 
Those are those are sexy keyblades. Favorite Kingdom Hearts song? Uh, I really like "Don't Think Twice." Huh? That's good. That is good. Uh, dude, "Don't Think I Twice" this, is a jam. I've had this medley literally since they first announced it because I found a way to change "Simple and Clean" to like a a, I think it's like a five or three. I don't know the because the time in uh "Don't Think Twice" is like a oh to be like, like swing five four. I don't know what the the correct time is, but like I found a way to like make them both in the same time and like mm. fit really well. I'm a time to record it. Nice. <laughs> Start my life. Wow. I, I didn't even think about because don't think twice this is a very strange musical timing compared to those other songs. So Yeah, I mean all of her previous songs it's it's amazing to hear her like stepping I mean, I haven't listened to other music, so she may have been yeah. experimenting a lot. Yeah. But like to hear you know, pretty simple like pop music, and then to, to just have this tonal shift yeah. with "Don't Think Twice." Like, I really think "Don't Think Twice" was supposed to be the main theme, and then people didn't like it, and so they moved and like did a song with uh, Skrillex because mm. like "Don't Think Twice" that's such a good tone for Kingdom Hearts Three. Like, yeah. it really sets the mood, and I think that's why they started with that or- uh, orchestral version before you even hear the the opening theme because I. I think they really wanted that to be the the main theme of the song or the, yeah, of the I, game. Yeah, I always see that as the main theme. It's just the Face My Fears thing was kind of a, this fits, it's more high. Like, it's like how Simple and Clean had the Planet B remix, how it's a faster version of it. But they didn't think yeah. they could do that with Don't Think Twice, so they had that other exactly, song. Yeah. I think they, it's, it's always been like that upbeat, like pop song for the opening. And I think they kind of felt pressure to do the same thing. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I, w- I would be... I feel like maybe with the next saga, but like maybe with Melody and Memories, I I wonder if we won't have like a upbeat song, if it'll be like that more like laid back, serious tone. Yeah. Uh, next question: What's a world that not is not in Kingdom Hearts that you would like in Kingdom Hearts? Mm, everyone says Treasure Planet. That one's a cool one. Yeah, Party that'd be cool. That. They kind of went for a tiny bit with the the little treasure spears. Yeah, right. I was yeah. like, "What?" <laughs> it's almost like Nomira was teasing guy. everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, "No treasure planet, but you can have these." Um, <laughs> it's random. Uh, number nine. Who's the best Xehanort? Young Xehanort. Man, mm. you and Water both didn't hesitate mm. on that. Such a good, good voice actor. Okay, best Xehanort vo- master Xehanort voice actor: Leonard Nimoy, mm. uh, Rucker Hauer, or Christopher Lloyd. Uh, the first one. I don't know who that is. Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, yeah. I just I grew up with that. Yeah, I think I think we all did. Rest in peace, Leonard Nimoy. The next question is our question of the week this week. Uh, what was your most satisfying moment in playing Kingdom Hearts? Like, what moment of the game just was like, yes, this is what I needed. Um, any of the reaction commands in Kingdom Hearts too? Oh, uh, that's a good answer. One. It sounds like I'm like narcissistic, <laughs> but just like playing. Because I got to go to Florida, my wife. Literally, I wanted to talk. I wanted to gush about my wife more because she's awesome. She's the only reason I'm able to do all this. And uh, during my uh, winter break, which was like a week long, uh, I found out that there was a Kingdom Hearts three demo event at Disney Springs in Florida. And she was like, "Let's let's go. Like, I'll 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 record it. Like, you can you can go play it." And so we literally made unspecified time because I don't want to tell you where I live, but a very very long car uh car ride all the way to florida 
spent the night and uh, got to play uh, the demo early. But all that to say, <laughs> the most satisfying thing was I had spent so much time breaking down all this, you know, combat and mm-hmm. like really trying to get a good feel for it that like when I played it, I felt like I like knew what I was doing. Like I felt like I already knew how to play the game and how to play with the mechanics because I had spent so much time you know, looking over the animations and trying to figure out how they fit in that. Like when I sat down, it was really satisfying to like, know, like, Oh, I was actually right. Like I, I, I was right about how this worked. So that was really cool. That's actually really funny. Cause I remember this now when, when I was doing the um, easy code run after you went to bed during the uh, charity stream, I had mentioned that I actually went down to Florida to play that demo. Did and, you really? And your brother was like, oh is did you like meet bio there and i was like what are you talking about (laughs) and and so tara my girlfriend was working at disney at the time and i just happened to be going to visit her that week when they were doing the demo the first week of the demo and so i was like can we please go to disney Springs so i can play kingdom hearts 3 and she was like yeah so we went and i played it i did like two sessions of it i did oh my god i did so many sessions i went i went and they like you know did the 15 minute session but Mm -hmm. then we got up early and like went in the morning and they just let me play for like two hours like 45 minutes oh nice yeah see they were busy when i did it because we we signed up i played we both played she she wasn't really into kingdom hearts at the time but she just played just because why not we went and ate at a restaurant and signed up before we went to eat then i ate and then i went and played again and i was just so i got to play (laughs) i took my time on the two different demos and, and played through them and it was and that's actually our first podcast is when I came home and I talked to Jason about my experience oh, with the demo. Really? That was literally our first podcast. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that was one of the, f- I think that was one of the first videos that kind of like after the form change breakdown stuff, that's what kind of launched me into at least some kind of visibility. Right. I did, uh, I did, a not a poll, but I like gathered a lot of questions from my discord, um, to like do a lot of testing and project to actually tweeted out about it. Um, and tweeted my video out. Oh, wow. which was like i was like what yeah. <laughs> and then I, I did a huge video right before the release of kingdom hearts 3 of like every single thing we know about you know form changes and that that was another one that kind of kicked me into the spotlight yeah good good on your wife for taking that trip with you man that's awesome she's, she's amazing yeah. <laughs> she's really like so supportive and and uh works really hard to keep everything else in order while i that's amazing videos. all right we got two yeah. more questions this one's a little more sappy. What does being a member of the online Kingdom Hearts community mean to you? I don't feel like I deserved to be in the place that I'm at, but like honestly, like it it means so much to like maybe not like maybe not be where I'm at, but like just the amount of people I've gotten to meet and be friends with has been like really something that I can't even like explain because like i said like 20 billion times i'm i'm a little busy <laughs> and so it's hard for me to socialize and so like my main source of socializing comes from online and so just like just having really cool friends and really nice supportive people that you know talk to me is is really cool <laughs> and i'm I'm very uh grateful for that yeah man i the when we started doing this we had no ulterior motive other than Hey, we talk about Kingdom Hearts a lot, and when we post videos of us just talking about Kingdom Hearts, they get a lot of views, so let's just make a podcast, but I I, I can, I mean, the amount of really cool, nice people, not just in our community, but just 
people all all around Kingdom Hearts like you and Water and Shibuya and all these people that we've met that are just so fantastically nice people. It's amazing. Yeah, it's really changed. Like, it's literally like Kingdom Hearts has changed my life. Yeah, in multiple ways. Um, Same. Like when I first went to my counseling program two years ago, two and a half years ago, I think at this point, um, I wanted to do marriage and family counseling. <laughs> and that is like the last thing I want to do now because one, I learned that marriage and family counseling is like a nightmare. Yeah, I don't like, think I that thought, sounds oh, fun. Yeah, I was like, I'm just going to sit down and help like, you know, this, these two spouses like learn some communication skills. And it's like, no, that's that's like much worse things come out during family counseling. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that'd be very uh, awkward. But uh, but now, like with you know all this online stuff that I've been able to do, like I have experience with social media and just online connections, and so eventually, like I want to pioneer the field of uh, it's called telehealth, but it's like online counseling. Mm, okay. And, uh, well, it's telemental health, but it's like so bad right now. <laughs> it really is <laughs> because yeah. people want to do you know people want to do counseling like they you know, do in person and that's not how it works. And so instead of innovating that and, and trying new techniques or different styles or a different way of communicating, they just, you know, do the same thing they do in a live session. And that's, that doesn't work. Right. So I want to make that better. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Finally, final question. Number 13, the big one. The big what, one. what are, uh, what are your goals for the next year? I want to hit 20,000 subscribers before the end of the year. Uh, I want to hit partnership on Twitch by the end of the year. I want to graduate from my program and start uh, in my career. That'd be really nice. I want to quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's my goals. Dude, those those are all very lofty, great goals, man. Like, I don't think you need to add yeah, more. <laughs> also, he wants to be a millionaire. Yeah, I want to yeah. own my own private island. You get? You oh get, no, I, all those. I think our great goals and that they're all very doable. Yeah. Your goals I didn't want doable. it to seem like I was like, Oh yeah, he, yeah. he wants to, he wants to hold the moon in his damn hand. Like, <laughs> Anyway, bio, that's, that's all the questions we have for you today. Thank you for being on. Do you have anything yeah. uh, that you want to say to the kingdom hearts community at large or our, our audience, anything you want to throw out there? Um, honestly, uh, if you are in the Kingdom Hearts community and you you're passionate about something or you enjoy doing something, go for it. Like the only thing holding holding you back is is you really. Like yep. put out content. Like I always say the worst thing that happens is you learn how to do something. Um either you learn how to do a little bit or you learn how to get a little bit better at video editing or photo editing. Um but yeah, just like if you if you enjoy something, like create something like Try to make money off. <laughs> yeah. But okay. So my my whole thinking process is like, how do you uh, pro not profit off of something, but make something um, profitable? Because like, I don't I don't make a lot of money, so I have to like pay my bills somehow. So, <clears throat> but yeah, like like just try it. Go for it. Thank you so much for coming on our show, man. Why don't you uh, let people know where they can find you? Pl plug all your stuff, man. Plug it up. Plug it up. Yeah, I, uh, I tweet sometimes. I'm actually I'm on Twitter way too much. Oh, that's one one thing I wanted to say was uh, Super Butter Buns is like an amazing content creator. Like yes, she, she does not care about like pushing people down. Like she's always like tweeting out like, oh, I love this or I love that or like this person did something really cool. Like that. That's what I aspire to be. Like she's so cool. She um, is very cool. But I, I love that mentality of, you know, 
sharing a community with people. Yeah, I'm on Twitch. I stream Monday, Wednesday, and Saturdays so far right now, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard. Uh, I tweet way too much. Don't follow me there. You'll you'll hate me. Uh, and I make YouTube videos. Everybody go subscribe to this man. Let's get him to 20,000 by the end of the year, all right? If you're not subscribed all twenty thousand of you listening, yeah, go subscribe. We can do it. Yeah, all all fifty thousand of you. If just half of you subscribe <laughs> to Bio, he will he will reach his goal. So please do that. Uh, Bio man, thank you again. You've always been super cool and generous to us, and we appreciate that. And um, we we'll, we'll have you on again in in a little while, and we'll just shoot the shit on Kingdom Hearts some more. So sound like a plan? Yeah, let's do it. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, gonna have some more time next time. Yeah, definitely. But. Bio, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be right back with the rest of the Answer Report podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, that was a great interview, huh? That was amazing, dude. Dude, Bio is the man. Lots of different nuggets in there uh, about YouTube and, and, and everything he does. Some deep lore. Some deep lore. And I like we like doing these interviews because we like to give you guys kind of a different side of those content creators other than you know, what they put out there. And um, it's usually usually a positive experience. At least it has been the first two times we've done a positive experience. Water and bio, wonderful dudes. And please go subscribe to bio. Let's get him to 20K subs on YouTube before the year's end like his goal was. That would be awesome. Moving on, Jason. It's time for the question of the week. Is everything okay, Mike? No, Did I the just, dark road the dark really road. take it out of you? Has Dark Road taken you? <laughs> I have to strike you down myself. Please, Ericus, no. You're supposed to be a good guy. This week's question of the week was from Alex. I'm not the imposter. It says, kind of this one, for the second week in a row, it says, this one's kind of weird, but here's a question <laughs> of the week suggestion. What is your most satisfying moment in KH? Was it beating a certain boss? Certain sound effects? That one great cutscene, Zenith's voice, Aqua. What made you feel so fucking satisfied, dude? Me, 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 me. Do it, do it. All right, dude. I've said this so many fucking times, and they did it one time in Kingdom Hearts three, and I gotta say, I almost lost. Okay, I definitely lost. I'm not gonna lie, but every single time. You beat a world in KH2, and the one time they do in KH3, and Sora takes a leap back, and he does the, and then it does the, and the sky gets all like crazy, yeah. like dark but light. Just that noise is like the most satisfying noise and it has in the little, entire series. It has like that little music jingle with it. Yes. Yeah, dude, it's good. That entire scene, so fucking satisfying every fucking time. Beautiful. Love it. Thank you for going first. For some reason. You said he couldn't keep it in, folks. I couldn't. He's I been couldn't. waiting all week. I couldn't. Speaking of Alex, their first answer. Let's fucking go. I was hoping mine would get this week, LMAO. 
There are quite a few moments in the series where I just feel so <laughs> started, happy and satisfied. LMAO. <laughs> Gage to Zenmus. Besides that, recently I just beat Lingering Will. No cheesy, no flare force. You kind of have to feel good after beating him. Kind of, kind of shuts that's, that's kinda, people out there. Yeah, but also kind of like masochist. But okay, masochist, dude. but also like a weird flex. <laughs> Cage BBS. Seen Ericus die because fuck him. Okay. KHDDD. I just really like young Xehanort for some reason. I don't know why. And KH3. This is kind of weird, but I really <laughs> like the last few seconds of the final boss where you use the Trinity command. Hearing that nice jingle just makes me so happy, and then hearing that huge bass filled boom at the end is nice too. Mm, it is good. It is in good. the past KH fights, some of the ends to the fights just didn't seem that impactful or hard hitting like an end to a fight should. So hearing that nice boom really makes it seem like Xehanort actually hit, was actually hit by something. You get what I'm trying to say, right? You get what he's trying to say, right? I don't think so. I do. Well, tell me. You, I just read it. He was actually hit. It, it, it was satisfying because of the sound design, the foley. I thought you were trying to say that it was something else that I that you weren't saying, but like no. it was kind of in between the lines. No, there that was not, he was I don't trying think to say was, no. No. Oh. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, just the underworlds. J- just says beating any of the games and then he put a uh an and uh pepe feels good man hell yeah hell yeah dude oh yeah but dude yeah that's true when you're on the end screen and like you can see all your stats and stuff yeah that's a feels good bro says well there are a lot of moments that come to mind but the first one sticks out from playing kh1 for the first time struggling versus hula skirt riku after beating him, it was such an amazing feeling, and the following scene was so rewarding. True. Agreed. Skittles says, I have two. Beating the shit out of Vexen in the second rechain boss. Watching yeah, him fuck that explode guy. was both satisfying and disappointing. Hell because yeah. Because while I was the guy, glad the guy got it done, it took me months to do it, and Axel just heckling, just hecking, killed him off in seconds. Yeah, he kind of just snapped, and he died. Right. And then, and beating the shit out of young Xehanort and DDD, he just sucks. There's kind of a lot of hate in that one, but I respect it. Yeah. <laughs> I escape says question of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, fighting and beating all the secret bosses of KH1, especially the first time I beat Sephiroth in KH1. I never beat him on my PS2 version of KH1, but when the game came out on PS3, I was eager again for the fight. And man, did I scream out a victory cry worthy, so worthy it would make Tarzan blush. <laughs> I, I hope in future cage games, they bring more secret boss fights, heartless and nobody ones. It was always so exciting thinking of what kind of monstrosity was out there just waiting to catch some hands from my Keyblade. And just the fact alone of the havoc these things were causing, it was awesome world building. I agree. I really yeah. missed the way they did it in one where it was like you had no idea what was going to be there. You just rolled up and then you just rolled up and fucking Kurt Ziza comes out and he goes, I'm named after a dude, but I got four arms or the Phantom's like, I, I you got to shoot magic at my balls to hurt me. You know, like, <laughs> that shit's dope. Yeah, that shit's dope. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you could run into them like kind of early too, like or if you beat the game and you're just kind of going through. Right. And then just all of a sudden. You could be like level like thirty or some shit, and right. you run into one of these, and you're right. just As fucked. Right, especially because it was like, wait, what the fuck's wrong with the carpet? Why is it stuck under something? Yeah, and you go up, and then it's like, what the fuck is this thing? And, <laughs> and it just like annihilates you. Yeah, dude, totally. Wildcat Diana Terra's Union says most satisfying boss fight. I split this in two: beating Terranor as Lingering Will in BBS the first time I played it, 
It was on proud difficulty. I always play on that. Weird flex, but all right. And this year, when I beat Yozora for the first time, I remember when I was beating Terranor, I had my PS4 controller plugged into charge. So I was standing up in the living room, and I just started going, Come on, Terra! Come on, Terra! And when I beat it, I screamed. Ah! I added that part. And when I beat Yozora, I realized I was going to win. I got up and screamed again. Ah! And rushed to take a selfie to celebrate and share with you guys on the Discord. Yeah, I remember that selfie. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Wildcat. Jip, imposter, I hardly know her, says... <laughs> Before I give my <laughs> God damn it, Jip. <laughs> Before I give my answer, an honorable mention was getting a gold crown on Critical and Cage 2. But ha Hell that yeah. happened this year, so it was a very achievable goal. My most satisfying moment has to be the first time I beat Sephiroth in Cage 2. I was 10 at the time, and it Ooh. literally took me an entire week during the summer. I grinded so hard and watched so many YouTube videos on how to beat him. It felt so good when I finally beat him for the first time. My heart was racing for literally 10 minutes after. What's sad is playing KH2 today, Sephiroth, is super easy for me now. I must have been pretty dog shit at video games as a kid. <laughs> yeah, Jip. Imposter. I hardly know her. Uh, I think we all were. Yeah. Orpheus Joshua says, There are many moments in the series I find satisfying, but the one that stands out the most to me is the entire final episode of Birth by Sleep. I don't know why I said that so funny. This is probably a cop-out, LOL, but discovering that the land of departure was transformed into Castle Oblivion all along really blew my mind initially. And even now, I consider it to be a masterfully done twist. Aqua giving herself up to let Terra, Terra Xehanort stay in the realm of light, seeing a brief time skip of that same Terra Xehanort being Apprentice Xehanort, and seeing any everything culminate during blank points are also on the same league of satisfaction for me. I don't know why I can't read today. Sorry, guys. Birth by Sleep did raise a number of questions pertaining to characters and lore, but by the end of it, by the end, it really felt as if all the dots were connecting during that conversation between Aqua and Ansem the Wise. I guess what ultimately made this whole ending sequence so satisfying <laughs> for me was being rather skeptical on how directly connected to modern day KH this game would be when I first started it. That's apparently how I have to read in order to read properly. But by the end, I was so impressed with how everything weaved together and connected to President Cage. It sounds like, so like fucking Riku. Yeah, dude. Maybe, maybe um, what's his, the voice actor for Riku just can't read like he me. He just was having a bad day, yeah. dude. I was so impressed with how everything weaved together and connected to President Cage. Something I wish Union Cross did concretely after five fucking years, but I digress. Thank you, Orpheus Joshua. I'm dude, sorry yeah, that I ruined it. The, the, the cut, the blank points, even though, like, the last time we watched it, we were like, shut the fuck up, because we had been playing fucking DDD for so long. Like, yeah, it's still a really good scene. Yeah. And it's one of those ones where, like, you can watch it a bunch of times and still get, like, goosebumps because you're like, holy shit. Right. And also, yeah, like, I remember the first time I saw that the, uh, the Land of Departure turn into Castle Oblivion. Having played Chain of Memories, I was like, yo, so in one of the rooms, Ventus is just there? Like, you could have ran, like, you could have ran into him type shit? Like, that right. was super cool. Prompto Sean, Church of Demix, says, Demix Bieber. No, he didn't say that. <laughs> this is going to be controversial. The most satisfying moment in KH for me was the ending of KH3. Going into it, we've been told that this was the end of the Dark Seeker saga. Sora's story wouldn't be ending. So the ending of KH3 was the most satisfying way they could have ended the first phase of KH for me. We get to see everyone finally back where they belong and happy. They could have stopped there. They could have just stopped with Lee and Ice on the clock tower, Roxas, Shion, and the Twilight Town gang. 
They could have just stopped with the Wayfinder tree or reunited land of departure. They didn't. They went the extra step and threw a beach party. That's right. Everyone we'd fought so hard to save on Destiny Island partying up. Just missing Tita's selfie and Waka, but they're busy in Final Fantasy X-3. Okay, is selfie in Final Fantasy X-3, Sean? Come on, dude. Yeah, dude. That's a little cringe. Kind of posted cringe there. Yeah, dude. That that You should have just crossed her out. You, he, he crossed out the whole thing, but he should have just crossed selfie out. Yeah. I know most people were really upset with Sora disappearing at the end, but for me, it was the perfect way to end this phase and kick off the next one. This whole story started with Sora, Sora trying to save the... This whole story started with Sora trying to find his friends. Now they're going to have to try and find him, and I think that's great. I feel like it's a great way to come full circle on this story 18 years in the making. Aqua, Terra, and Ventus have been in the realm of darkness for over a year. Obviously, the epilogue was amazing. I fucking called Zigbar being Luzu when 2.8 came out and just solidified that even though Xehanort was gone, shit's just getting started. Then, obviously, the secret ending assured us that, don't worry, it's not going to be that straightforward. Nomura pulling Versus 13 back out of nowhere and just hitting us with Yozora was fucking amazing. It's not what I thought I wanted from the end of KH3, but looking back, I wouldn't change a thing about it. Thank you, Sean. So Sean's basically saying he's happy Sora's dead. Do that, do with that what you will, guys. <laughs> My answer was in KH3, the mo one of the most satisfying things for me was when you finally get Aqua out of the realm of darkness. Mm. And she's like, oh. That is very emotional. She's like, oh, we're back on Destiny Island in the realm of darkness. And they're like, no, silly. We're home. And she's like, what? And like she's like crying, and then Dude, Goofy's yeah. like, "Oh, this is so sad." And I'm just like, ah! "Also, my second answer. After years of just seeing this lazy, stilt-looking motherfucker sit in a chair, <laughs> looking like he's coked out of his mind, he drops down from the motherfucking heavens and parts the Red Sea like he's some kind of Disney Moses. I'm talking about Yensit." When Yen Sid shows up in KH3, oh, yeah. that was that was probably, uh, that's like the one thing I remember when we were first playing through the game, like we were doing our last plays and all that. Yeah. That's the one thing I remember where I was like, holy shit. Like I was so fucking hype about Yen Sid. Mm. Yen fucking Sid <laughs> showing up to like drop in like a fucking nuclear bomb. You know, mm. That shit was hype for, for me. For me, that was when Lingering Will pops through when you like go through the second time. Yes, that is cool too. Because... We were like, what the fuck is going on? Why are we watching yeah, this cutscene? We cuss still don't scene? understand what's going Why on. Why are we watching this cutscene? Yeah, we still actually. Don't Why are you watching this cutscene again? And like, we were, we were kind of like, okay, do they not know what's going to happen? Did the game glitch. <laughs> Did the game glitch? What the fuck is going on? And then lingering fucking Will comes out and DBZ battles fucking Terranor. It's fucking badass. Okay, so now for the next question of the week. Mike, Every, is, Mike is smiling. Is, everybody's is putting scary. weird question at the front of their question. <laughs> so now I have to like pick those. Uh, we're gonna go we're gonna go with Orpheus Joshua's question. Weird one, but what type of magic spells would you want usable in later cage installments that have either been neglected in recent titles or just not used at all? This would include differing takes on spells, like how fire is different in cage one and two. 
<laughs> I like that. I like that question. <laughs> and then kind of a weird one. <laughs> I've been having these weird question of the weeks lately. Question of the weird. That's the question of the weird for next week. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a little weird, but let's just roll with it. Um, thank you, Orvis Joshua. Thank you for everybody for answering the question of the week. Uh, also, thank you to Bioroxis for coming on the podcast. It was great. We'll have you on another time. Great dude. Everybody go check out his channel. Check out his Twitch channel. Check out his YouTube channel. Check out his Twitter. Check out his Discord. Check out all his shit because he makes really good content. And he's a great dude. If there's a KH content creator that deserves to be followed, it is BioRox. And me. And Jason. Go follow Jason. (laughs) I don't have anything. Go follow Jason on Grindr. Hold up. (laughs) You're really going to dock sweet. Do you have anything else you want to say before we go, Jason? Wow. Wait. This is kind of weird. Wait. I got nothing. All right. Well, if that's the case, why don't you hit him with it, dude? Thank you for watching and listening. We love you all. <laughs> all of you. Every single one of you. Okay, maybe not every There's single one, one person in particular I don't like, but I'm not going to say their name. It's Jiminy Cricket. No, I mean real person. Oh. Why are you looking at me like that? It's not you. <laughs> it's definitely not you. <laughs> I don't know, guys. Definitely not you. Kind of a weird one. Kind of a weird one, but it's definitely not you. Kind of a weird one, but may your heart be your guiding key, dude. Fuck off. If you got like time to send spam emails all day, dude, just fucking grow the fuck up. All right, dude. That's all I'm going to say. It's kind of sad. Anyway, it's a little sad. May your heart be your guiding key. Thank you. Now, fuck. Oh.